episode 152 of the All the Books show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. And I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Uh. And I'm Kendra Mickles. Our special guest today. Yes. No relation. No, it's weird. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a common name. No, but it's, it's not. It's weird. Yeah. So, yes, we, we invited Kendra on to talk about our favorite musicals because she's got street cred. I mean, you're, yeah. a, you're a veteran of uh, musical theater yeah. from way back when and music teacher professionally. Yeah. So, right there. Yeah. Kendra, I think the only musical I've oh, directed wait. you in is Allegro, right? Is that the only time? Is that really the only one? I think the only time that I have directed yeah. you in a that musical a, would a be Allegro. One. That was a fun one. Well, we're going to talk about Allegro <laughs> a little later, so no spoilers. No spoilers. All right. Take, did you already say the regular thing? We talk book news, author news? Uh, yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> what have you been up to? In general? Yeah. Life. Yeah. Living it. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Sometimes harder than needs to be. Really? Yeah. Re- well, me too. I spent the week at Jellystone, so, so I know, living I know how hard. That, I yeah. know how that can be. Yeah. The Yogi Bear yeah. crowd. Yeah. Pretty good time. So. Man, I found a comic book store. I yeah. should have remembered the name, so I'd give them a shout out. But you know it was what? so good. Yeah that I wish you would have been there. You know what? You would have loved it. What? I got to go take a five-day vacation right now, actually. Right now? Yeah. So Sorry, just I know we're in the middle of the podcast. Just me and Kendra. I know we're in the middle of summer reading program. Okay. I'm just going to... I'm just going to head out. Oh, this is your critique of me <laughs> taking a vacation during the no. summer reading no. program. No. Uh, okay. No, Nick's fine. It got real. No. We got real, Nick, real. They created a tight ship mm-hmm. that runs yep. captainless created for about five and days. And then I put it in a bottle. Yeah. So it can never... <laughs> trap. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Then it's then it's over. Then it's chaos. Yeah, yeah. chaos after six Listen, days. Listen, I I love you. Says Kendra. Don't talk unless me? you have the microphone. <laughs> Wait, was that me or her? who no, are you talking? To? I mean, I mean, it applies to you. Well, <laughs> well, so, well, well. Yeah. All right. So let's. I mean, okay. First uh-huh. of all, yes. Uh, Eric and I are going to be at the Allegheny County Fair on Today. Monday the sixteenth. So, if you're listening to it this second, sorry, Angelica, you listeners. can come join us. Though yeah. I guess maybe maybe you're welcome, Angelica yeah. listeners. So we will be in Angelica yeah. today from four to six p.m. And then we have other. Uh, the library booth there is going to be staffed the whole time the fair is going on. Yeah. Some other staff members here are going to cover it, and then uh, librarians from other libraries as well. But Eric and I today yeah. are going to be doing a special bonus live episode. Mm of the podcast where we just sort of like freestyle. No idea what we're going to talk about. We did opt. We both saw, I mean, all three of us, Kendra as well. We all saw Ant-Man over the weekend. Uh, And you and I talked about talking about our favorite fairs. Yes. Our favorite amusement parks. Favorite fair experience. Yes. Our favorite fair experience. (laughs) But anyway, Eric and I both saw Ant-Man and we want to talk about it, but we're going to save it for the episode tonight. So we can just talk, talk, talk about Ant-Man. Which is, yeah. I think, what fans demand of us. Yeah, really. More Ant Man. More Ant Man. It's, it's is what, what we constantly saying. get in our uh, our PO box. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's box. a little hint. Yeah, I was pretty excited about Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas, but that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Were you? The mic. He was very excited about Michelle. Eric Pfeiffer. was excited as well. Okay. Well, yeah, just Michelle Pfeiffer. Just Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, Michael Knight Douglas is great. Michael Knight. Michael Knight. <laughs> is that the, the guy from Knight Rider? <laughs> no. David just, Hasselhoff's character. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. All right. Do you want to move on to bookmark then? I've never wanted anything more in my life. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, well, why don't I get started? Because you oh. seem antsy. Do I? Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. So I'm going to pull my list here. Okay. Tell you some of the things I read. So I was at Jellystone, a campground in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, and I, I plowed through a lot of reading. Okay. So here are a couple. I want to know what it is. Okay. I First of all, I finished... Uh, Tess Gerritsen's Playing with Fire uh, just in one day. I just sat down and it was very intense. Uh, give Kendra the mic for a minute, will you, Eric? Take the microphone. Kendra, Kendra, who is yes. in our Page Turners book club oh, that is yes. currently reading this. Have you started this one yet? I haven't. Okay. Are you are you going to be in town for this one? I don't know. August 1st. Yes. You are? Yes. Okay. I'll have to read so, it long gone. All right. So I, I will avoid 
any kind of spoilers, but um, I read it in one day. It's very fast. It's not Rizzoli and Isles. It's not. It? No, okay. it's just totally a standalone. Okay. Uh, and it is sort of half historical. We've, we've read a lot of World War II books, I yeah. feel like. Oh my goodness. we have. I so, mean, they've all been good, yeah. but yeah. So gets... this, this one is split between contemporary and like a World War II oh. setting, uh, which I actually didn't know when I sat down to read it. I was I a little surprised. I didn't know that, that until you yeah. just said it. So, so it took that much. But um, basically, I mean, just for our listeners, I'll give you a quick synopsis. The... The protagonist of this finds a piece of uh, handwritten sheet music in Italy and sort of becomes obsessed with finding out the history thus the music of this. Theme? Yes, thus ah. the music theme. And uh, we'll, we will share this on our Twitter page, but the author, Tess Gerritsen, actually uh, went and composed the piece that she's referring to throughout. That's so cool. It is cool. So you can actually like sit down and listen to the piece, uh, which does play out the way it's described in the book. So I, as a music teacher, appreciate it. Good. That. Me too. Um, <laughs> So I think it's going to be a really good book to discuss. And uh, Eric and I actually talked with Tess Gerritsen this morning uh, with a nice interview that we're going to post a little bit later, a little closer to the book club. But she, she added a lot of like insight to that as well. So I think you'll like the book. I think the book club will like the book. Uh, okay. and it's well, just when a, I saw it, I was kind of like, eh, but yeah. if you're, if well, it's, you're making me want to read it now. It's quick. Like I really, yeah. I just sat it down and read it because okay. it was just like, I wanted to know, I wanted to know. Cool. So I finished that. Uh, I read another Star Trek book, which is, I guess, kind of a step back when I'm talking about this <laughs> other book. But this was uh, Recovery, which is by J.M. Dillard. This is the end of uh, the Lost Era series, a little four-book series. And it... Um, what? That's the wrong one. Sorry! That's Drastic Measures. All right, Eric showed I'm a sorry. picture of Drastic Measures, which I read two weeks ago. That's, a, <laughs> that's from Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. This is Star Trek Recovery. Oh. Uh, anyway, but it's the I end see. of a little four-book mini-series that's set between the end of the old 60s show and the start of the movies. Yeah. Pretty good. I'm sorry. That was pretty good. All right. Um, this next one, I feel like I'm... I, I don't want to say a victim, but a, a, a little bit of a, a victim of book bullying. Okay. Because no matter how often I say I don't uh-huh. want to read the DC Comics series Super Sons, uh-huh. Eric just puts it into my grubby little fingers. Right. And then I read it. Okay. And then? I like it. Uh Uh-huh. But it's weird. (laughs) It's weird. So if you don't know, this is Batman's son, Damien. Yeah. Lois and Clark's son, uh, Chris, as like Superboy and Robin. Chris? I thought it was Jonathan. Oh, you're right. Chris is another one. You're right. That was another one. Uh, Jonathan. You're thinking Chris L. No, I'm thinking of... (laughs) You're thinking Chris O'Donnell. There was a whole thing where they adopted a Kryptonian kid, but that's neither here nor there. Right, sure. Uh, Anyway, so it's just about the two of them, like being fun little buddy superheroes. But what's Uh weird is you'd think, like they're like 11 years old, basically. Uh You'd think that the plots are going to be sort of something that an 11-year-old can handle. Right. And the first one was about like a really dark uh, serial killer. Uh Uh-huh. And this one, which is called Planet of the Capes, which is hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like, Funny. they like go to another dimension and they're fighting this whole like power structure in another right. dimension. And I'm like, he's 11 years old. Yeah. So? So, so? I guess, I mean, I think you've yeah. just committed. Me. Well, you told the author, Peter J. Tomasi, you told him that I, that I'm a fan of the series. That I, I told like, him you read it. And that I liked his I Damien. said you read that he wrote the only Damon you've ever en- You're enjoyed right. reading. That's fair. That is fair. fair. But I mean, at this point, I guess you've just committed yeah. to finding the next volume and just yeah. sticking it in my hands. Sorry, man. I don't it, under... So. It's... You like teen superheroes. Yeah. You like sidekicks. Yeah. You like Superman. Yeah. And if if this had been uh, 
Lois and Clark, they would yeah. have had a kid. They so would have. Could have been yeah. a similar situation. It's too soon to talk about the canceled Lois okay. and Clark cliffhanger that will never be resolved. <laughs> too soon, but also we always seem to talk about You're right. it. You're right. You're right. They're left with the Kryptonian baby, but never mind. Yeah. It's fine. All right. It's fine. Christopher. Uh, cri- no, they never give him a name. Oh. And Lois and Clark. Yeah. Because the show was canceled. I don't know if you're aware. Yeah. ABC promised a fifth season they canceled it, but I can't get into that. Okay. Now. Uh, I also read, you've never heard of this before, Kendra. Well, you're in the right place. Uh, Let's see. Oh, and then I also read randomly Hero's Journey, which is a junior novel um, that bridges the gap between like basically the first Ant-Man Civil War Uh and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And it's actually good. Like I thought it was pretty good. Uh I read a few years ago when they did that with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, which we don't have to talk about, but... They did a novel sure. called Crossfire, yeah. which kind of stitches those together. Mm-hmm. And this, um, The Hero's Journey, Man of the Wasp, mm-hmm. does a good job of like tying all those things together. It is written for a lower level, right. but I, I liked it. I yeah. thought it was just a quick, fun read, and it yeah. didn't feel like particularly dumbed down or anything. Right. So, I mean, if you're a fan of the movie, I think it's worth picking up. It's taking nice. an hour to read. Easy peasy. <laughs> We've got it right here in the collection, so you can check that out. Uh, finally, what I'm currently reading, oh boy, and I'm in kind of in a rut with this book, is Firestarter by Stephen King. The so, Kendra, Firestarter. you'll recall we watched the Drew Barrymore film, yes. of the same name. Did you like the movie? I can't remember. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's not like scary, no, but it was a good movie. No, uh, and it's the end was probably the best. Yeah, when oh yeah, she's like, when things go crazy, when she's starting fires. Yeah, when, <laughs> when she lives up to the name <laughs> to the extreme. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I picked this one up a while back, and I'm about 150 pages in. It's Stephen King, so of course it's like 500 pages. And I just don't feel like much, I don't feel like progress is being made. You know, like I'll sit down, I'll read it, I'll be like, I've read 100 pages. I feel like I'm still in the prologue, so I don't know. I was like, prologue? That's what it, that's, I mean, I'm not literally, but that's what it feels like. I'm just, it's still like set up. I feel like we haven't settled into the real plot yet. So I'm planning to stick with it, but begrudgingly at this point <laughs> and i looked online to see, to see if everybody was like oh this book's terrible but no the reviews are all high so you know maybe i'm just impatient but that's it for me right now do you want to do yours next or you're gonna go do kendra's weren't there some movies you were gonna talk about yeah sure i can talk about movies now uh i i watched a handful a couple of pages of screen adaptations first no. i watched uh far and away with which uh is tom cruise and nicole kidman sure uh before things went a little off and the old marriage of Kidman and Cruz. Right. But they were married? Rip. Kendra just said, yeah, yeah. they were married? In shock. I didn't know they were married. For a decade. Do you know I just figured yeah. out the other day that Christian Bale is British? <laughs> He's like Welsh. If you hear him we talk. We were watching a documentary and he came on and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a crazy accent. I guess. I guess Kendra just showed her age there. I guess with so. Tom and Cruise. She, she's young enough not to know <laughs> not Tom to Cruise remember and Nicole Kidman Tom were married. Cruise and Nicole Kidman were so. married. Maybe that's she, for the best. Anyway, she never saw the SNL where Nicole Kidman was hosting, and they kept asking if Tom Cruise was going to show up. Yeah, wouldn't make any sense to her now. Yeah, like, why is Tom Cruise? I know. Showing up? I know. Uh, well, my wife and I, who who's watching us on Twitch right now, so hi Hillary. She's, hi Hillary. She says, "Hey, it's Kendra." So anyway. Hey. Uh, we've been watching through Ron Howard movies and we got up to far and away and I've checked it out from the library like four times because we get right. it and we're like, I don't want to watch it. I don't yeah. want to watch it. Now you guys are breaking up like and Nicole Kidman we, no, and no, Tom Cruise. We decided to stick it out, stay together. We've already been married longer than they were. So if it was a competition, Snap. we won. Yeah. <laughs> we won. Uh, anyway, it was, it's a historical epic. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but wow. okay. They're in like Ireland and he's poor and she's rich, but she wants like her own 
land. She wants to like make right. her own way. She wants to be known as Nicole Kidman from Moulin Rouge, right. not Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise's wife. Tom Cruise's wife, yeah. Right. So they go to like the States for basically like a lottery to get their own land, and it just kind of follows them. It's a lot funnier than I thought it would be. It's way less like stuffy and serious. It was a pretty good movie. Well, Ron Howard wasn't Happy it. Days. I know he was. So yeah. he knows comedy. It's yeah. in his veins. This this will probably blow your mind because my wife couldn't believe it. when I, I was like, I wonder if Happy Days is any good. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, no, really, I've never seen Happy Days. Gasp. So is Happy Days any good? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Happy Days I mean, is pretty good, man. I, like on Nick at Night or something, I'll have, I've seen like scenes. But what? to like sit down and watch an episode of Happy Days, I never have done that. Happy Days is like, I imagine how you imagine preferred childhood to be i get that it's weird i think i just missed it in like the naked night run of things we've talked about happy days you jerk i mean i know of <laughs> happy days i watch mork and mindy i've had conversations with you about happy days about the fonz about I, henry well, winkler i know about the, the theme song yeah and i love you've the just, theme song you've just talked to me like you're an because expert i know i mean i know that what the characters are i know their names and would, stuff but i don't just, like like a few weeks ago i said can you believe that happy days used to be rock around the clock until they ha- were well, happy I days that, though but yeah you were like yeah but none of you anyway. never said anything. I thought we were friends. I'm sorry. So you, this is a because I the Bob's Burgers poll I put up. They said don't watch Bob's Burgers. Are you kidding me? They did. Kendra. Yeah, well, it was a pretty decisive. It's, it's victory. not because of Bob's Burgers. It's because of your taste. Oh, I, see. I don't think you'd enjoy it. Oh, I don't well, think you like Kristen uh, Skull. I don't like her. So, you're right. You're right. So you want to put a poll about if you should watch Happy should Days? Should I watch Happy Days? You yeah. should watch Happy Days. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll I, handle that. My mind is blown right now. Is it really? I can't believe you've never seen Happy well, Days. Well, like it I said, seems I mean, like I've, a show you would love. I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces, but I just haven't like sat right. down and watched yeah. it. Yeah. I, I did watch Mork and Mindy, and I feel like I've seen a decent amount of Laverne and Shirley, but okay, so the Mothership, I don't know. So you watched Far and Away, <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> sorry, right, and then I watched <laughs> a couple of page to screen adaptations of the books that we're covering for book clubs, so, such as uh, first I watched High Fidelity. Oh. The, yeah, the the Joan Cusack movie. John, Q- yeah, she is in it. Is she really? John and Joan as his love interest. Both in it. No, That's she's weird. she's like a friend. But you've seen the movie, Kendra? You have it. Okay. Not. Uh, I have not. Kendra has not. Your I mean, this is right here. <laughs> I loved the book. I thought the book was really good. Like I five starred that book. Uh, and I'm so close to being done. Okay, are you liking it? Yes. Okay. It's good. Very good. Good. It's very good. (laughs) I'm glad that all the people watching on Twitch can see Eric get progressively more irritated with you not putting your face into the mic. And I don't want our audio listeners to miss out on this marital discord. So let me just add that for the record. Thank you. Uh, Anyway... I was not sure how they were going to handle the movie because the book he's just he's just talking like directly to you. It's very conversational. It feels sort of like a movie before it was a book. Is that no in my life? Oh, I see. Okay, (laughs) not in real life. Okay, and pan out. Uh, But it did, it did make me think of you because it. Oh, the movie reads a little like um, like Neil Simon's Jake's Women, which is like your signature role. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But I thought the movie was very good too. When it started, and Cusack like looks to the camera and starts talking, I was like, "Oh, I don't know." But I, yeah, I think it worked. Uh, I don't have such a rosy response to Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I told you. Oh my goodness, I did like that. So neither of you have read the book yet. No. Okay. Uh, I did like the book. I thought the book was cool. Um, and it like cool. It, yeah, and it moves quickly and groovy. You know. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. One is enough. <laughs> Um, but the movie, oh, I don't know. My wife and I watched it last night and it started and it starts kind of like, oh, this will be fun. This will be like quirky, like Michael Sarah's being fun. Uh And then it just feels like, no, (laughs) it is just like 
unlikable characters acting in outlandish and unlikable ways. My wife said it was like a bad dream. <laughs> it was like being stuck in a bad dream. Wow. I was just not much to like about that movie. And as I recall, it didn't do so great, didn't it? Eric, I don't think so. You're usually the, the one scene who, I remember from that movie, doesn't her friend like get lost and then goes in a terrible bathroom oh, yes. to like throw up everywhere? Yeah, it was oh. very gross. Um, I've never seen it, but you're right. It didn't do, didn't yeah. do very well. It did not send... Uh, Kat Dennings and Michael yeah. Sarah into superstardom. If no, that's what they were no, hoping. it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> I feel like Michael Sarah was already there, though. Nope. That was but that like his done, first thing. That was post. Super bad. That was post Arrested Development, at least. Yeah, but I mean, superstardom as in people like Michael Sarah's oh, yeah. in this. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd be talking a different story. About I guess year like one. Scott Pilgrim did that. Oh wait, right? year but zero. Then it didn't really last. No, Scott Pilgrim bombed as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's surprising. I know. It's good, though. <laughs> we have on Twitch, HGEditor22 says, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist is more like a hideously sexist fever dream. Yikes. <laughs> and she's not wrong, because there there is some sexism in the book, but it's a little bit more even. It's like right. all the characters are treated a little like, yeah, you know, like they're kids. They're just like teenagers, so whatever. Right. Like, there's a little bit of that vibe to it. But the, the women in the movie, uh-huh. none of them come across yeah. as like good or like, like the characters are respected so right okay it was a it was a bad movie but i am looking forward to the book club but you're not going to be there kendra right you can't do it no i'm going to be out of town bummer that's going to be one week from tomorrow which is not helpful to people listening at a different date but it's going to be the 22nd at six o'clock here at the david a library led by eric mickles and me yeah me so it's going to be fun yeah uh i think that's it i think that's it for me okay all right should i get to what i read so long yeah do it mr humphrey bogart Hey, I tried to move on. And you were like, what about the movies? All right. I read Batman Death by Design by Chip Kid. Chip. Chip Kid. No. His name is Chip, and then his last name is Kid. And he is a kid. <laughs> yeah, he's a kid. This 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 was kind of a confusing book tonally, okay. Batman-wise. It's very art deco. It's black and white. Very big panels, as if Alex Ross was doing the art. Um, all pencil work. Okay. Um, it's done art deco like it should be the 40s. But the way the story goes and some of the stuff that you see in it in the technology, it doesn't seem like the 40s. Okay. It seems like maybe it should be just an alternate modern day, but it's also kind of going for that, like, uh, did you remember Justice, the Alex Ross Justice League graphic where it was, like, very much like a retro thing? Yeah. This was going for retro, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't really doing it well. I didn't like the version of the Joker. I thought that was a letdown with the style that was going on. Uh, What do you mean? In what way? The, he had a Joker, but the Joker didn't feel retro in Art Deco and everything. He, okay, I don't know. He looked like he was dressing like Frank Sinatra, but a really bad Joker design himself. Weird. So it was interesting. I think it's worth reading because it's an interesting uh, style. But I, I think he kind of had like multiple visions of what he was going to do. Okay. Anyway, uh, but I did read Batman. Oh, All Star Batman. Uh, my own worst enemy, which is oh, actually I've, a two-face story. Yeah, I've read that. I've I really that. liked it. Yeah, you didn't like it. I no, get it. I, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, uh, I love the look of it. Well, the weirdest thing is, it's uh, oh, help me, John Romita Jr., who's yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. We've mentioned this a few times. He's very much a Marvel artist. He jumps so ship. much that like when you see his art, it feels like a Marvel comic. Yeah, it does because he he wrote a lot of he drew a lot of Spider-Man and yeah. uh, 
uh, a lot of other. I love that Superman book he drew, though the the recent one. I can't mm. remember what it's called, but I, I think it's just Superman. It was really good. Yeah. So, but this was. I thought this was fun. It was Batman basically going on a road trip with Two Face to get Two Face to his old childhood home to okay. hopefully get rid of Two Face. Mm-hmm. But there may be a few twists and turns. Two Face has set like a bounty on himself, so a bunch of supervillains right. are after Batman. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I also read Transmetropolitan uh, number seven. Uh, you know, I wow. got it right in front of me. You I can't deep remember. in that series. Yeah, man. Uh, this is a vertical title by Warren Ellis. This is called uh, Spider's Trash. The cover has him saying, we'll swear for food. It's so subversive. Uh, I, listen, I sounded very sarcastic. You did. Normally, you really did. It, it is a subversive comic, but um, some of it can feel a little dated. But most of it is very, uh, like, very on point and very today. Right now, he's trying to take down the president uh, through the newspaper. Uh Take down the president he, through the newspaper, right? Because okay. he's he, uh, Spider Jerusalem is a newspaper columnist, okay. And so this is a weird Spider cyber. Jerusalem. This is a weird cyberpunk uh, universe where somehow paper is still in print. I see, and columnists can make a difference, right? Um, has has the president that tried just saying fake news over and over again, or you don't think that would work? Listen, okay. The <laughs> sorry, the, withdrawn. The um. The timeliness of this comic that came out in 1999 yeah. is ridiculous. Okay, uh, I mean Warren Ellis is all over the place in terms of like the everything he's doing in there, but the politics you read them like, oh my gosh! <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like a cautionary tale. A little bit. Uh, I also finished Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. Oh wow! Yeah, a I finally long finished way to the it. end of that. Yeah, you know what? I sat down and I read it all in one shot. Good for because you. Because it's just poetry, and it's poetry written for teenagers. Yeah. So it's not going to be like. It's not a massive read. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it because it was depressing. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't as depressing as it got to. I mean, okay. it is sad because his brother was shot. And sure. there were other... The ghosts he was being visited by were people who were killed with the same gun. So this won the Edgar Award. And yeah. D- reading it, does that make it more clear to you? Why? It's not really a mystery. There's a sure. twist about his brother's murder. Okay. But it's not a mystery. Okay. So I thought that was... Yeah, that's why I picked it up to read. Yeah. But no, it's it okay. didn't strike me as a mystery. Uh, I liked it. it. I suggest it to people... Um, Looking for YA, but also uh, poetry novels. Is right. that what you call them? Yeah, like Kwame All Alexander. Right. All right, and then I'm reading two things: Batman Nightwalker. Boy, you're still on this bat. Oh yeah, I tried to read that. Mm. Yeah, I'm still on this Batman. What? Say Bat- you're just on a Batman kick. You've been reading a lot of Batman. Yeah, my wife says that sometimes too. Like it's this new thing. Well, I mean, no, you always like Batman, but right. for the last like four weeks. Yeah. I mean, you went into our system and just requested everything with the word Batman in it. So don't yeah. pretend like this is well, some weird what, what thing that Kendra and I are making up. What happened was after I finished. Uh, <laughs> I guess he likes Batman. <laughs> after I finished uh, <laughs> Batman jokes and riddles and Blech. Dark Knight strikes, uh, Dark Knight returns Master Race. Electric after I read those, blue. I was like. Have I read all like the big Batman yeah. like stories, like mm-hmm. the classics, the must reads? And like going through them, like I don't know what else to read. So I went th- through and found lists yeah. of like ones that I haven't read. Yeah. And so I've just been like now trying to read um, like all the other good Batman stories. Like Batman Year One Hundred, I always yeah. knew about it, but I always skipped over it because it. Well, I gotta ugly. thank you for that one because I loved yeah. that and I would not have read it otherwise. So, so no, I've just been trying to and Monster Men I've known about for years as well. So it was just kind of me. Uh, being like, oh, I gotta, I gotta read these other Batman classics. Mm-hmm. So and I'm glad I did. But I'm reading Batman Nightwalker because as a young adult, this is book two in the DC Icons right. YA young adult series. Um, the first one was Wonder Woman Warbringer. Warbringer, yeah, my yeah. wife read that. So this is Batman Nightwalker. The third one is gonna be Catwoman Soul Taker, Soul Stealer, by uh, Sarah J. Maas, and then Superman's getting one. 
Oh, yeah. Well, uh, his is a goofy title, though, isn't it? Dawnbreaker. Dawnbreaker. Yeah. Okay. No, wait. Warbreaker, he's Dawnbringer. Dawnbringer. Yeah. Superman Dawn brings the dawn. Dawnbringer. So, my baby brings... <laughs> anyway, sorry. Dawnbringer sounds like the name of a receptionist at like the post office yeah. or something. You know? Maybe he had like... The Postmaster General will see you. Yeah. Maybe an old talk show that's not as popular now. <laughs> so. Dawn, 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 yeah. Dawn. Dawnbringer yep. presents. Yep. Uh, what else uh, did I want to mention? Oh, so anyway, Batman, Batman Nightwalker, yeah, Young go. Adult Series, Marie Lu, who wrote Legendary, yep. and the Young Elites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some X-Men books that I liked. And some X-Men books that you liked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read some of those. Yeah. No, wait. I'm thinking Marjorie Lau. Oh, it's sorry. possible that I am, too. So There you go. Yeah. Anyway, Nightwalker. I'm actually liking it. It's oh, a good. teenager. Okay. I mean, he just yeah, graduated yeah. from high school. Yeah. He crashed his car chasing a bad guy. Yeah. And now he has to do community service at, get this, right. Arkham Asylum. What? His best friend, Harvey, is, is you know, dealing with uh, a dad he doesn't like. Yeah. And he's, you know, Batman's, I'm not Batman, just Bruce at Bruce. this point. Sure, just Bruce. Is going to fall in love with the girl that's in the, uh, the very dangerous section of mm. there. Uh, she's a Nightwalker. Nightwalker is like a gang of yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know the Bob Seger song. You know what it is? It's like reading this, I'm like, oh, I've never read anything about just teenage Batman who's not already yeah, planning to be know, Batman. You're usually such a, let me think of the word that I can say on the podcast, uh-huh. a pain about <laughs> these kind of stories. You're like, oh, yeah, I love Superman without Superman. So right. here you, right. This now it's working for you. But Batman, this, no Batman. Th- it's still Bruce Wayne. Still Bruce Wayne. Right. But like Smallville, you're always like, why do they keep doing that? Or like the show Gotham. Which right. the whole plot is yeah. young Bruce Wayne living his life becoming yeah, Batman. That's too young though. You it's are, like nine year old Batman. You are not accepting. It's nine year old Bruce Wayne being like, gee, my parents are dead. How yeah. am I going to stop this? I think he says Jeepers, and I yeah. think he's like 16 now. Yeah, well, I mean, it started right after the murder. That yeah. was like the day after. That, that's good casting with that kid, though. No, yeah, the kid's great. Kendra, did but, you ever did you finish more Gotham? Or how are you? Um, no, I stopped because okay. I hated I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I couldn't continue. I wanted to. I'm going to get into Gotham. Really? Because uh, their last season is coming up, and they're going to cover Zero Year. Oh. And so I want to see okay. how that's done. So just like how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing Ghost... What? What? I know. I can't remember his name. Who wrote Zero Year? Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. That's it. All right. We've been talking about a lot of Batman, and it's your fault. So I'm just going to talk about the other book I'm reading, The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs, A New History of the Lost World by Steve Brousset. (laughs) These are Eric's greatest hits, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Batman, dinosaurs, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's funny. This even start... There's even a part in this book where, like, the dinosaurs had everything they could ever want, but soon it all came tumbling down. When Batman showed up. <laughs> uh, oh, that's actually, your fan It doesn't sorry. say that. The dinosaurs don't get like a cocaine addiction and cheat on their wife. It's not like this. No, it's not. <laughs> that's right where my head went. Yeah, so no, thanks it's for... Not a, it's not a worst case. Okay. Uh, they're not going to then, you know... Yeah. Like, oh man, we almost, we went extinct, but now we're putting out like an acoustic album and we're getting some old fans back. (laughs) So it's not the T-Rex, you know, the T-Rex isn't winning back old and new fans alike. Right, okay. So when these dinosaurs fall, they're going to be gone. (laughs) So uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of Triassic era talk. Mm, Triassic era, dinosaurs are there, but they're not the dominant life form. It's the Jurassic period. The Flintstones, I think. Yeah. When (laughs) when you get to the Jurassic era, forget (laughs) it. You got sauropods just running amok. You got stegosaurs. The thoropods are showing up. Allosaurus is like, yeah, I'm I'm the king. Hey, speaking of, are you going to read Great Zoo of China? Yeah. It's on my desk. You think you're going to? Okay. Yeah. Just checking. All right. I finished that a couple weeks ago. Anyway, so that's what I've been... Those two things. I've been reading The Rise and Fall of Dinosaurs before I go to bed. Okay. Because it's interesting, but then also I'm like, need to fall asleep. 
So, huh? Yeah, not exactly a ringing endorsement. Well, <laughs> I read this when I want to well, sleep. Well, because sometimes he's also just talking about like the board. chemical. Yeah, you hate chemical talk. Yeah, I, I, it I puts know. me right to sleep. Chemical talk, forget it. All right, anything else, or should we let our guest say what she's been reading? Yeah, let's let her talk. All right, let's do it. Kendra, take talk. it away. Take it away. I have the mic. No, hold on. Give me that mic. I'm just kidding. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, so yes. I finished Sharp Objects. Is oh, that the one you put up? I love Sharp Objects. Yeah. And I started the show too. Oh, okay. Um, and Amy it's, Adams. I, yeah, I finished them. Like I finished the book and I went like the same day into yeah. the show. So it's very fresh. But the dialogue in the show so far is like word for word. Really? In the book. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think Amy Adams is going to do oh, good. a good job mm-hmm. in the role. Um, and the person they have playing the mom is like, perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't remember her name, no, but I know. she I plays, saw a picture. Yeah, she plays, she um, Tammy one in Parks and Rec. Yes. Yep. I was like, where do I know her from? Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I everything. loved, I love sharp objects. Um, I don't know if I'll read Gone Girl just because. I've seen the movie. It would be hard to come back. I think after having seen the movie, yeah. So much but I'll of it read is the other. What's the? It's dark. Places. Dark places. I'll read. And that. it lives up to its name. Definitely, cool. it's a dark book. Cool, excellent. Um, so yeah, so Sharp Objects was good, and, and then we're doing that for our Patron Picks book club. So if you haven't read Sharp Objects yet, you can join me and Kendra. Yay! For come a book talk club about Sharp Objects in a couple of months. Um, so I've been reading manga because it's the summertime and I have time. And okay. I finished... You don't have to defend yourself. <laughs> Eric talked for 45 minutes about Batman. So. <laughs> um, I finished um, the very last assassination classroom. Oh. It's over. It's a hard time in anyone's life. I know. Um, but yeah, the, the last, it was very good. Um, the whole series. The second to oh, last oh, oh, one. Sorry, what is it? How many volumes is that? Tw- what does it say? 21? 21. 21. Um, the 20th one was the one that got me like more emotional than okay. I thought I would be. The the last one is kind of just like wrapping things like, up like an and epilogue, seeing like sort of? yeah, and okay. seeing like what happened to the the students and stuff. Um but yeah, I would highly recommend the series if you like manga and I'm probably going to watch the anime too. Okay. So Sounds good. Um there's something before Doctor Who. Nope. High fidelity. Oh, right. High Fidelity, yep. I'm so close to Thumbs being up. done with High Fidelity. I have like 30 pages good. left. Well, the book club for that meets on the 17th, Tuesday the 17th at 3.30. It's very good. Yeah. The the humor is just, it just has made me laugh oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it surprised me, but I, I definitely liked it. And do you I plan, really think do you plan to watch the like movie? It. Yeah. Yeah, I really think Eric, I don't know. The character reminded me yeah. of oh, Eric I agree. in a lot of ways. That's, I think he won't like it for that reason. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah very good now the tables have turned um, we can talk yeah. about you i don't appreciate what's happening here <laughs> this is kendra's mic time please <laughs> get off the mic put your head down um and so now i've started <laughs> listening to um doctor who it's the 10th doctor adventures so it's like oh. seven like stories in this one audiobook oh um, and they, like get the, they get the real cast long. don't they, they get the yeah cast? well yeah, yeah. it's david Tennant, and i think um Catherine tate does okay some yeah not so far i just started it okay um but yeah so i'm really i just discovered on audible there's no just there's, in, you there's so much david Tennant like narrated stuff oh yeah and i discovered it and i put it all on my wish list so nice. this is the one i picked yep. to read um, he was my favorite. My, I took my son to see the movie Ferdinand. You know oh, that yeah. one? Mm-hmm. And David Tennant is one of the cows. And he just everything he said just cracked me up. I, it was like, is that David Tennant? I love And I was Tennant way more excited so when I found out that it was. Um, I've been watching Younger. Oh. Hilary Duff. Yeah. Um, 
the <laughs> don't take the, the microwave. From me. I will talk about Hillary Duff as long as I want. <laughs> um, no, it's been pretty good. I've binged it way too fast, okay. so I'm I'm almost done with it now. There's only I, four seasons. I haven't seen that. I watched Sarah, I watched Hot in Cleveland, and I watched The Exes. Yeah, there's a couple of those TV land shows that I yeah. liked. Yeah, Sutton Foster is really I oh, I yeah. really like, like Sutton from Foster. Bunheads. Yeah, from Bunheads. Yeah. Um, and yeah, her and Hillary Duff are really funny. So. You're a Hillary Duff fan back from... Yeah. Eric got me at a at a thrift store, her Come Clean album. <laughs> yes. I rock, I rock out to that I album bet. in my car. I bet you do. <laughs> Shout out to Hillary Duff. Yeah. Yeah. If she's listening, which probably, <laughs> realistically. Yeah, Hillary's like, finally. Yeah. I've been listening for years. Here. Two years I've been listening. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to write in Hil- Hillary. Yeah. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Like say something on Twitter or Facebook when we ask questions and yeah. we'll know and we'll say like, Hillary Duff asks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How are you guys so good at podcasting? <laughs> Let's see. Hillary D on Twitter says, <laughs> yeah. just kidding. Uh, all right. So that's it. We're going to close the door on the old bookmark here. Yeah. I guess you close a book on a bookmark. That's the whole point. Yeah. My son has kind of stopped doing this for a while, but there was a time when he thought there was nothing more fun in the world than just pulling my bookmark <laughs> out of my book. And he'd be like, look, I got it. And I'm like, no, that's not the point. You know, that. That's pretty funny. Did you teach him that? No. Is my way of No, but I do okay. want to tell him like, hey, that is solid comedy. Give him a high five. <laughs> okay. right. There's nothing funnier than what All right. that. All right. All you right. want to do some advanced yes, notices? I'm going to power through these advanced notices because I feel like we're... What? Having too much fun. Okay. All right. You know what? First, I want to mention... Go on. Uh, from Wendy Corsi Stop. Oh, I guess Nick's into Wendy Corsi Stop now. All he ever talks about is Wendy Corsi Stop. Wendy Corsi Stop, year one. Huh. Dark Knight Returns, huh. Wendy Corsi Stop. Huh. That's what it's like. That was like freestyling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mine makes sense and that didn't, but I get your point. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wendy Corsi Staub, who will be here August 2nd. Right. Uh, six o'clock. You have but to come and chat with her. <laughs> we'll interview her for the podcast. She'll sign some books. It'll be great fun. But in way of advance notices, I have here in my hand uh, from the publisher a preview copy of her upcoming book, Little Lost Girl, which is coming out July 24th. Did you just steal my copy? Because I got a copy. No, we each got one. We each got one to read and review. Nice. Anyway, Little Lost Girl is the name of the book. Uh, we will have it. We're in the big time now. By July 24th. Yeah. Eric and I have advanced copies here that we're going to uh, read through, so we're all set for the big visit. Yeah. She's but coming in August? August 2nd, Kendra. Oh, I thought it was October. No. Nope. I got, oh. August dear. 2nd. August 2nd. Yeah. It's, it's like the end of our summer reading program. It's our like grand right. finale. But anyway, we have a display of the books. We don't have very many left. They're mostly checked out. But we have a couple of her books left here to check out. And of course, we can put holds on them for other libraries. Or wherever you are, your local library can do that for you as well. But she's going to be talking, probably reading some samples from Little Lost Girl, which comes out on July 24th. Woo. And we are hoping to have a bookseller here to sell copies so you can get them. But anyway... This will be on the shelves and on our shelves on July 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, looking ahead, I'm going to do large print first, Derek. And I'm going to go with A Lady's Guide to Etiquette and Murder. Scary. A Countess of Harley mystery. This is number one in a new Cozy Mystery series. So, Cozy Mystery fans, uh, I know you're really hurting for options of Cozy Mysteries out there. So, hopefully, A Lady's Guide to Etiquette and Murder will do you just right. Uh, in this, histor- <laughs> in this hi- exciting historical mystery debut set in Victorian England, a wealthy young widow encounters the pleasures and scandalous pitfalls of a London social scene. So, you know, right. probably some murders are going to yeah. happen. So, that's coming in large print. We'll have that in August, actually. Uh, in standard print, by Khalid Hosseini, who wrote uh, *The Kite Runner*, *Thousand Splendid Sons*, um, has this is a novel, so this is not nonfiction. It's just a it's a novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, just say the title, man. 
Sea Prayer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the number one New York Times bestselling author of The Kite Runner, A Thousand Splendid Sons, and The Mountain you Echoed. ever read Kite Runner? I haven't, no. That was one of those other, like, everybody's reading it yeah. kind of books. The Did Oprah read it? Is that what happened? She probably did, yeah. Okay. Did you read it? No. A Thousand Splendid Sons was pretty big, too. Okay. Anyway. Uh, That's too many, man. Response to the heartbreak of the current refugee crisis with this deeply moving, beautifully illustrated short work of fiction for people of all ages all over the world. So Dear this is, C, I don't know if you can hear me or if you're even real. That's sad. Oh. This is... Uh, <laughs> So this is this is really more like really a short story in in okay. hardcover form because it's about forty eight pages, mm. uh, dealing with a, a very unpleasant topic yeah. uh, in the hands of a very capable writer. So that yeah. should be that should be something to pick up, and we will have that here. I believe this is coming out in September, so we have a ways. September eighteenth. Okay. Do you have any advance notices on books maybe written by a Muppet? Uh, I do have one by J. A. Jance, but prior to uh, popular confusion. Uh huh. Uh, and past uh, mistakes. Right. J.A. Jance is not a Muppet. She's not a Muppet. Is not right. a Muppet. Okay. So Eric and I hashed this all out in yeah. an earlier episode of the All the Book Show. I think we got thought she was Janice. We thought she was Janice. The Muppet. Yeah, Janice the Muppet, but yeah. she's not. It's just J.A. Jance. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good time to it's point like out. It's like a field of bones, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, the whole All the Books archive is available. I mean, you can look it up on iTunes. You can go to soundcloud.com slash all the books. Re- listen to all of the previous mm-hmm. 151 episodes, including mm-hmm. J.A. Jance is Not a Muppet. And I wish I could tell you what else we talk about in that. No idea. But all I know is that we definitively state. Yes. J.A. Jance is Not a Muppet. She's an author. She is an author. Though Muppets can be authors, too. They can be. I'm sure Kermit's written a book or two. Yeah, he has, and it was really bad. Yeah. It's well, he... <laughs> Look Before You Leap. I thought it was going to be funny, but it uh-huh. was just a self-help book really? written by Kermit. I don't know who their audience was, but probably not, not this guy. Probably like people just wanting a self-help book written by Kermit. Written by Kermit. Yeah, it seems yeah. like the audience yeah. is right there. All right. Back to J.A. Jance. Very human J.A. Okay. Jance. This is book number 18 in her popular Joanna Brady series. Sheriff Joanna Brady's best intentions to stay on maternity leave take a hit when a serious homicide case rocks Cochise County, dragging her into a far-reaching investigation to bring down a relentless killer in the chilling tale of suspense from New York Times best-selling author J.A. Jantz. I don't know. I feel like Joanna should just put her feet up. She's pregnant, for heaven's sakes. It's got bones in the title, so I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah. I've never read J.A. Jantz before. Oh, well. Yeah, I haven't actually... They never give you enough time for maternity leave anyway, so I kind of understand. Is that true? Where it's going, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for letting me know. (laughs) Anyway. Eric understands the plight. Yeah, I guess he does. Maternity leave. Good for you. That's very easy. way to show empathy. I just found out maternity leave in general is like three weeks. Yeah, it's not very long. I thought it was always like six months. Yeah. No. I I just like That'd I just nice. assumed somebody has a baby, they get six months off. What do you think this is? Europe? <laughs> I, is that do they get a lot of <laughs> do they get six months we off? We have or? about the worst. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I apologize to everyone I always assumed was getting lots of maternity leave. I really thought we had a better system than that. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I that's yeah. all I got to say. Okay. Well, thanks for telling me. That's it for my advance notices. That those will all be your way in September. We'll have them here in the collection. Of course, Wendy Stobbs' Little Lost Girl will be in stores July twenty. Maternity leave is paid, right? She'll be here August second. Well, yeah. I mean, usually you can take more unpaid time, but that's why you got to save up your days. Save up your days. Crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Don't got days. Nope. Okay, let's hit it. New York Times bestseller list. Woo, let's this see is, where it goes. This is, uh, I would say, uh, look, I can't come up with a fake name or a celebrity to say who's this. This is their favorite segment. Okay. But whoever it was going to come up with. Hillary Duff, ladies Hillary, and gentlemen. This is Hillary Duff's the favorite Hillary Duff segment. New York Times bestseller All right, list. so what are we What are we going to talk about? We got Before We Were Yours yeah. uh, by Lisa Wingate. Yeah. Uh, you going to read this yet? It's still there. 
Yeah, it's it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's an evergreen. It is evergreen. Uh, very sad orphanage story. Yeah, it looks like. Though yeah. I guess I just told you it was sad by just saying orphanage. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, Annie's pretty upbeat. You think so? Yeah. I mean, isn't she like abused? Not in the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's that's fine then. The trajectory right. is positive. How right. about that? Okay. Uh, David Baldacci's The Fallen. It, so uh, I have been told by no one I need to mention that it's a. Uh, I forget how to say his name. I've been yeah, saying Amos. Well, I say Amos just, Decker. Just Amos. Amos Decker. Amos. Hmm. Yep. All right. Not Amos. Yeah, I thought it was Amos. <laughs> Amos Decker. Amo- Amos sounds like he's the supreme leader of like Korgnock 7. Is he? Korgnock <laughs> 7. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes more sense. Everybody a, knows It's a highly level. populated star yeah. system. So what do, what do we got next then? Uh, hey, you know what else we have? Tell me. When life gives you Lululemons. Yep. Lauren Weisberger. Yeah. It occurs to me that you guys might not know what Lululemon is. <gasps> Kendra, it's you're a, right. It's a clothing line, oh. which is why it makes sense because it's the Devil Wears product. There author. you go. Yeah. Wow. I think it's clothing. Wow. It's definitely a oh, brand. Well, there. I'm pretty sure you it's kind clothing, of you though. blunted it by saying like I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Huh. That's right. I guess I thought the character it's was clothing. named Lulu. Lulu. Yeah. yeah. Like oh no, Lulu's yeah. giving Lulu me lemons, lemons again. Yeah. Liz Lemon's <laughs> little sister. Yeah. All right. Next on the New York Times bestsellers list, Ruth wears the death of Mrs. Westaway. Uh, Kendra is giving that two thumbs down. Uh, my wife gave it two thumbs up. She was Ooh. she was a big fan of it. You've only read uh, Woman in Cabin Ten. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And That's you, all I need to read. You took. <laughs> Actually, one of my friends on Goodreads gave it two stars the other day, and yeah. I was like, finally, yeah. someone agrees with me. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think it's a great book. Did your wife like? She hasn't read it. Oh, this okay. is the only one All she's right. read. This is the only one she's read. Yep. But okay. I, I also read The Lion Game and thought that was pretty good. Right. That's better than, better than Woman in Cabin Town. Okay. Anyway. So anyways, Ruth Ware's Lululemons. No, I'm kidding. Ruth Ware, the <laughs> thing I said first. Yeah. Uh, all right. Death so, of something. All right. So number six. You want to know what number six is? It's There, There by Tommy Orange. Okay. <laughs> a little physical comedy from Kendra yeah. with a pat on the shoulder. It was well-timed. Uh, so Tommy Orange. <laughs> Tommy Orange. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess we don't have anything else to say other than we were both very surprised to see this book yeah. and to read the last name. Yeah, Tommy it's Orange. It's just Orange. Tommy Orange. He can't know. You know what? He's safe. What? No kid will ever rhyme his last name with something. You're either. right. Like I used to get called Pickles yeah. all the time, like yeah. Eric Pickles. That no one's going to be like, hey, Tommy, Blorange. They're like, hey, Tommy, Tommy, call your mommy. My students call me. Mrs. Pickles. Mrs. I Pickles. Have to, I have to stop them. <laughs> I would just lean in. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Get really into the. Just buy, yeah. buy yourself a lot of green I vests. I am Mrs. Pickles. Green vests. I was right. Lululemon is green clothing. leggings. It's like uh, like exercise clothes. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well when, when life, life gives, gives you exercise you clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I concede. Thank you. Emily Griffin, All We Ever Wanted is next on the list. That's in fifth place. Boy, we got to cruise through this list faster than that. So number four. Uh, your favorite, your mentor of sorts, <laughs> on the man who's sort of been a second father to you, a okay. third, fourth, and fifth father. Wow. Stephen King's Stephen King. The Outsider. The Outsider. Little boy goes missing. Little boy, about the same age yeah. as your son? Probably <sighs> looks just like your son. I can't handle it. I <laughs> okay. can't handle it. So, probably yeah, steals you know, bookmarks. <laughs> I have a hot take on this from Ursula Gray, longtime oh. employee here, Ooh. longtime Stephen King fan, a right. guest in our Stephen King episode uh-huh. 150 episodes ago. Um. She did not read Sleeping Beauties. She's reading this one right now. Right. Uh, says that parts of it are really good, but it just has long, dragging sections. Mm. And she's 
That's, she's taken some time right. getting through this one. So. That's out of character for Stephen King. <laughs> Just kidding. Next up is The Perfect Couple by Ellen Hildebrand. So what if you read it and you're like, this seems like a bad couple. Yeah. This isn't fun. Kind of sounds like it. Yeah. It could be an ironic title. Oh, yeah. Maybe sure. the worst couple. Yeah. Right. Um, well, that was number three. Number three. So number two is the only one that's new this week. Oh, okay. It's favorite, uh, it's favorite author, Hater. Of all self-publishers in oh any form, hater of indie artists everywhere, Brad Thor, Spymaster, a thriller. How are these still hits? I don't know. There's an airplane on it. A lot of dads I, I are going to the, like. Brad a lot of Thor. dads are going to the bookstore. And like, is that an airplane? Yeah. Does that say spy? Yeah. Give me this, Brad Thor. <laughs> Who is this guy? That's a dad. Is that an airplane? <laughs> Give me that airplane book. I love two. <laughs> is that not a dad? I don't. No, I don't think so. That sounded just like a dad to I me. I mean, I'm a dad. I have a child. Do I, t- do I sound like that? No, but you're let not me, really let into me see the Let me see the book cover. Wait it's, a minute. It's right on... Yeah. Is that an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're turning, that airplane. you're turning it into like Billy Madison as he gets older. <laughs> Give me some airplane. Oh, he's turning a plane? Yeah. I'm a fly, fly a plane. <laughs> a little bit of Scooby-Doo in there. Yeah. You know? yeah. Airplane. Uh, <laughs> in closing, I don't like Brad Thor. Okay. Okay. Well, number one is Bill Clinton and James Patterson, and they're writing about the Can't president and how he's missing. Can't in this year's summer, summer hit, the president is missing. Not lackluster sales or impeachment can stop these two. Yeah. Well, you can't impeach James Patterson. He's never been a president. That's true. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, But maybe. Lackluster sales. Yeah. It's been number one on the New York Times bestsellers yeah, list but for five yeah, weeks. Yeah, but they had to pull all the... They had to stop with all the book shots because they bombed. Is that true? There's no more book shots. Oh, book shots. Yeah. Okay. I thought... Yeah. Nope. Book shots are a complete thing of the past. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've been given the book shot... <laughs> got me a little nervous there no they they, they were put in front of a, a book firing squad and they were book shotted book shot yeah. listen I'm, I'm gonna stop okay just <laughs> that's a good plan just get to it what's that's next that's it what's next is spotlight time spotlight here's the spotlight it's time to spotlight maybe we should let kendra sing uh kendra would you like to sing an intro for the broadway section take it five six seven eight spotlight time it's spotlight time so you do this for a living <laughs> okay yeah exactly that well people just have me sing on command all right and they pay me all right uh so as we discussed early on we're gonna be talking about our favorite broadway musicals musicals yeah! specific eric was shocked we've never done this before it's crazy but it fits well with our music theme this week so we put it out to some of our listeners we got a lot of nice responses and we all have uh some of our own that we care to talk yeah. about. So, uh, Kendra, you're our guest. Why don't you take it away? Give me one of your favorites. Um, well, the first one that I love is Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yep. Classic. That's a great choice. Eric and I went and saw it, was it last year? A little bit ago, um, in Binghamton. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Yeah. I'd loved it before that. I grew up watching the... Uh, What's his face? Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond yeah. version. Yep. Um, and it's like my dream role to be the narrator. Oh, in you'd that. be great at that. You I know. have a great I, voice for that. That's my it's my dream. That we'll, would be perfect. We'll see. It's, it's always been, I've I, always been sad that I can't. If anyone's out there casting Joseph, to cast right Joseph right now, yeah. 
I'll, I'd love to be the I've narrator. always been sad that I can't sing Joseph's parts. It's just too rangy. Because <laughs> I love that show. Close every, that close was, every door. Right no, now. I'm not going to. Close every door. That was is my first. Close every door? In, yeah, Close every. How does it go? Not like that. How, how would it go? My first ah. my first like professional show, I did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Right. We did 25 performances back Benny? to back. Whoa. Yeah. And the, um, that's nothing, sister. <laughs> and my, and the guy who played Joseph was Donny Osmond's understudy. Whoa. And I had never heard the Donny Osmond version, so I was just used to, like, mm-hmm. Bernie doing it, you know. And I got the CD, and I put it on, and it was, like, identical. Like, I understand why he was Donny Osmond's wow. understudy, because That's he awesome. sounds exactly like him. Bernie Yvonne is his name. Bernie, if you're listening, hello. We had some good times <laughs> 20, Finally. 20 years ago. <laughs> that was Bernie, I assume. But, yes, I love Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, too. I have Listen, the... that was going to be one of my picks. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about it. I have the original. Okay. Was um, it really? Yes. Oh. On I have the original, I don't even know what you'd call it, like the thing that Andrew Lloyd Vinyl. Barber, yeah, put together that is just like demo. Be, yeah, basically, basically. Okay. I mean, before it was before it was staged or anything, yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber like put it all down on on just a, a record. Um, right. And so it's just one singer. There's not like different parts or anything, mm-hmm. and it's so good. It's it's yeah. really it, it's very similar to what you're used to. Um, but it's just really, it's cool to hear it in that original, right. like simple form. It's cool. Cause you can Great hear show. some of like Paul McCartney's false starts on some of the yeah, tracks. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Only, only in the mono release. Can you hear that? Uh, he's been Eric, ladies and gentlemen. Solid choice. So an- this is an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, uh, oh my goodness. based that on the biblical story of Joseph from the book of Genesis, oh the Bible. Him. So yes. you can you can claim the source material there is Moses. So yeah. that's pretty good. Good old Moses. <laughs> that is pretty good. Yes. That wasn't that funny either. So I'm not <laughs> sure what's sorry. happening. Um, yeah, I like that every song is like a different genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the cast is, you know, it's just it's a big cast and it's lots of fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just I love it. Yeah, you're right with like the diversity as far as musical styles and just you do you see so much in that show. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's that's great. It's great to see on stage the recording works because it's all music. So there's no dialogue. So, uh, yeah, that's great. All right, that was Kendra's. Okay, so. and yours. And really. mine kind of. So it's your yeah. turn. Okay, um, boy, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Mame. Mame is written by uh, Mame? Mame. Do you know the, the musical? I've never heard of this. Really? Oh, I bet you'll know some of the songs. But um, sing them. <laughs> I like it. Well, you know the song We Need a Little Christmas, right? Yeah. This fairy, that's from Mame. Oh. Um, other things. Written by Jerry Herman, who also wrote Hello, Dolly, and Mac and Mabel. Is it a Christmas and, show? No, it's not. There's just one scene where she kind of, it's sort of rags to riches. She kind of loses everything, and she's losing the house, and she's like, we need Christmas right now, so it's not even like really the Christmas season, mm. but... The original cast with uh, Angela Lansbury and um, oh, B- oh, you love Angela Lansbury. Uh, B. Arthur. Um... <laughs> Is so good. I mean, it's just, it's a great recording. And the movie is Lucy plays Mame. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever watched I Love Lucy, it's oh, a long okay. recurring bit of how Lucy can't sing, so she can't be in the show. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, Lucy can't sing. So having her be uh, the lead in that hurts it. If you take away sure. the, if you take away the singing, she's great in it. Why did they do that? Well, she pretty much financed it. It was oh, like her last film. Okay. Um, she financed it, and it wasn't going great, so she got... Uh, Jane Connell and and B. Arthur from the original cast and uh, Robert Preston plays her love interest. So it's a really great cast and they they add some songs for the movie for Robert Preston, which are just great. There's a song called Loving You, but... um, It's easy. I love this. Because you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. La, 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 la. (laughs) 
this is based on a book by Patrick Dennis, just called Anti-Mame by Patrick right. Dennis. And there's also Around the World with Anti-Mame. The first book is one of my favorite books as well. So it's just, it's a good story. Uh, my wife does not like this one, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, but she notoriously has bad taste in things, right? Yeah. Okay. No, she doesn't. Did you yeah. just say yes without realizing what I just said? Yeah. You just kind of agree? <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking up I'm for sorry. you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she does not have bad taste. She just doesn't like MAME. Uh, so that's it for me. What about you? What do you got? My turn. Take it away. All right. Um... Well, I don't want to pick the next one because Kendra's also going to say it. So okay. I have to pick a different one. This is one. so cute. Stop it. <laughs> so cute. Spam a lot. I like spam a lot. Oh, okay. A lot. All right. No, I, I like... Oh, I can't do it. I guess this is why I'm not in the Monty Python. I guess it is. Um, so I, when I was thinking of like favorite musicals, I was trying to think of musicals that I can listen to the soundtrack from beginning to end okay. and just like picture what it's going to look like yeah. without having ever seen the stage show. And I've never seen the stage show of Spamalot, though apparently it's becoming a movie soon. Really? Anyways, I used to listen to the Spamalot soundtrack a lot. I used to do some like freelance apartment cleaning jobs where hmm. like I would go into people's apartments. Eric was a cat burglar, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, I would just go in and I'd have to clean like... Just like steal stuff. Well, I was working for a slumlord. Really? And I would just have to go in... What? What are we talking about? I'd have to go... Like these people, they would be kicked out, but all their stuff was there. So I'd have to go in and like trash the trash and clean the floors and stuff. Kind of like how you hire somebody to get rid of evidence, but... This is crazy. Is this a bit? (laughs) No, this isn't a bit. This is a true story. Yeah, I, I did this between jobs before I got... After I was a janitor, but before I started working just, for pizza, just somebody was like, "Hey, kid, you you want to make a few bucks?" Well, I don't want to. It, it was a. It was the dad of a girl I was dating. Oh. So, <laughs> so anyway, it's not Kendra. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't have to bring that up. There's a little. There's a little worm on our microphone. All right. Yeah, he's our he's it's our going fourth co-host. In the microphone. All right, look out, buddy. back up. Look out. Anyway, so I used to listen to Spam a lot while doing this. Okay, it was funny. It, it's a funny musical. David Hyde Pierce is yeah. hilarious in it. Uh, Tim Curry's really funny. funny. Hank Azaria is also funny, but yeah. I feel like out of the three, he's he's kind of like left in yeah. the dust by Tim Curry and uh, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, um, a lot of really fun songs in it. So I enjoy Spam a lot quite a bit. It was it's my biggest regret. I won't be able to see. Uh, those three perform it. That's your biggest? No. Oh, okay. No, my biggest regret maybe is that man is it. mortal. Yeah, maybe so. they will. Maybe right. there'll be like a special I had concert. never heard Spamalot until we got married and he played it for me. Oh, okay. It's so funny. All right. David Hyde Pierce is hilarious. He's just coming. David Hyde Pierce right now is coming back to Broadway to reprise his uh, role as Horace Vandegelder in the new Hello, Dolly revival. Oh, the, show, right. the show's closing, so he and Bette Midler are coming back I for the last David couple weeks. Uh, let's take some listener responses. Oh, when, yeah. I, when I knew we were doing Broadway, I had to reach out to my friend uh, Bo Hutchings, who was on our holiday Bo. haze. I have heard nothing but Bo news Music. since he's been on this podcast. Musical theater. Yeah. Uh, wizard. He was our nutcracker. Bo Hutchings. He was our no, nutcracker. No, he was our... M- he was, prince? A, he was nutcracker. a Nutcracker Prince. He was the yeah, Nutcracker Prince. Okay. They're the same. He absolutely was. Anyway, um, he he's currently doing a tour of West Side Story. He played Riff in the international tour of West Side Story. So I had to get a professional's opinion. So here is Bo's list Jeez. in no particular order. And they are. You say Bo particular order. Oh. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I, I'm supposed to refer to him. He says he gets a 5% take if I use any of his uh, expressions. So I'm supposed to use a... Uh, fake name for him oh. so i think i'm gonna go with um either either let's see brent harbison okay or uh barry hatcher and i think i like barry hatcher okay so these are barry hatcher's pick? picks <laughs> okay. and they are west side story 
classic. It's kind of a crazy answer. Both him and Steven Spielberg. A little cool answer. answer. Yeah. <laughs> Real cool. Sure. All right. Uh, I was in West Side Story. Just, just get on. When with I was in teenager. <laughs> company. Wow. Rent. Company. What's company? The Music Man. I think company is Stephen Sondheim. I believe. Ah. So you, why don't you fact check me on that while I tell you the rest of <laughs> Bose? So West Side Story, Company, Rent, The Music Man, and The King and I. Oh, so I love the got King some moderns, got some classics. I love The King and I as well. I feel like that has you some. You were correct of, about Company. Company is Stephen Sondheim. Thank you. Uh, the King and I, I think, has some of Roger and Hammerstein's best music. A lot of, I know Kendra was recently in uh, Grand Night for Singing. Was. Yeah. And there's a lot of King and I music in there just because it is, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you can pluck it out. Is that and the French perfect. fried potatoes and T-bone steak song? That's different. Oh. I saw, when I was at the ALA conference last year, I saw the King and I in Chicago on Broadway and it was like the greatest thing I've ever seen. I loved it. So good. So solid list, Bo. Thanks for that. Um, Kendra, you want to do another? Sure. Did, did we both pick Hamilton? Okay. Okay. We'll talk about Hamilton. Then, okay. Because I'm a 20 something in yeah. 2018. So, of course, yeah. Hamilton is one of my favorite musicals. Yeah. Did I just get called out for being old? <laughs> I think you did. Jeez. Yeah. Speaking of no, Chicago and Broadway. You should have gone with you're a 20 something. Come on. Uh, we, saw the, we saw this together in Chicago. Yes, we did. And it was amazing. Even though we were on like the very top. Mezzanine. Yeah. yeah we were, we were. It was like as yeah. far away from the stage as we yeah. could be. Yeah. It was My still... seat was actually in the McDonald's next door. <laughs> yeah. so. It was still amazing. But I was um, loving it. But <laughs> Eric, Eric is the one who introduced it to me because he had seen. Yeah, you like, were an early adapter. A clip from it. Here, you tell I, the I story. Got, I got you. I got yeah. A whole what happened was yeah tell like me. years and years ago yeah. in school like freshman year of uh, college, somebody showed me a video of Lin Manuel Miranda doing uh, the opening song Al- Alexander yeah. Hamilton at the uh, White House yeah. uh, poet thing yeah and so he just did it by himself he I don't a, think they do those anymore he yeah, it was just him. Uh, and a pianist, mm-hmm. and he was just rapping to it. And I always thought it was so cool. And I yeah. keep going back, and I'm like, "Where is this musical? Did this guy just like punk us and is yeah. never doing this?" And then I talked about it on like maybe our third. I was or fourth just going to say we have proof that you were an yeah. early Hamilton fan I was like, because it yeah. is. And then I, I remember found very out clearly that the musical had finally hit on Broadway, and that the album had, and you ended up getting the album for yeah. us. And yeah. then the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hamilton's a great choice. Yeah, and you shouldn't be, if you haven't listened to it, you shouldn't be scared off by, like, it's hip-hop. Yeah. Because the, it's more than hip-hop, but the words are just so, it's it's so smart. Well, it's very melodic, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not just, like, you know, freestyle the yeah. whole time. I yeah, mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's very... It's very well thought out. It's very historically accurate. Yeah. Like, it's it's really cool um, how he works the history uh, into it. And I know that he did tons of re- and that's why it took so long yeah um because he was you know i never really got into in the in the heights his i haven't listened to in the heights but it i think they're making a movie yeah i think they are it's, to me that one just doesn't have the same there's nothing that i kind of like latch out to where in hamilton you can think of like a lot of things yeah first time you hear it it's like imprinted in your mind yeah i don't feel that way about in the heights yeah and i liked it because i um did a whole unit on it with my class and i think it's a cool way to get kids like and they think musical, it's people dancing and singing. But this is, it's its a very cool musical that's also historically accurate. So. Okay. I dare say it has not good dancing. So those kids should, you know, they don't have to worry. I disagree. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? I have a quick update for everyone. All right. Our poll about whether or not I should watch Happy Days 
so far we have a landslide victory of yes, I should. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted that to, makes sense. I just wanted to weigh in on. Okay. It's happy days. Do you want to read some uh, Facebook uh, faves? Do I ever? People, just, yeah. We had we asked on Facebook and whatnot if people uh, what their favorite musicals were and why. Okay. Uh, so this, I mean, this is a Twitter one. Okay. First, at Stephen Van ninety three. What does lists he say? She. Oklahoma. I, no, I think that's where the wind comes sweeping down the plains. Mm. Is that right? That's what I hear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nine. So that's a. Oh, I did not like. Nine. You didn't like nine. No. So is that's nine. The CGI movie with Elijah Wood is like a little. That uh, is also called doll. nine. No, this is um. It's this a... is Fellini's like eight and a half. They're like. Right? Isn't there like Whoa. making a sequel yeah. to okay. okay. I don't really know much about it. Uh That's Sweeney, the Daniel Day Lewis one. Yeah, right? it was a Daniel okay. Day Lewis movie. Yeah. Sweeney Todd, which I've never really been oh, into. My but word, I love Sweeney Todd. Oh, I don't like Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. We got another Andrew Lloyd Webber. Listen, that's that's a good spot to talk about Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Phantom of the Opera is kind of on my list. Okay. In that I like the song. Stephen oh. Band ninety three also says Love Never Dies, which is the sequel oh, that Andrew Lloyd Webber brave. wrote. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to like Phantom of the Opera so much, but this the actual like story is just so boring. Yeah. But like you listen to the soundtrack, you're like, this is great. I love this. I love the Phantom of the Opera song. I love Music of the Night. Yeah. Uh, probably some of the other songs I like. I don't like Masquerade. <laughs> it's never. This is not one that I like. Okay. It's never really done much for me. The the 1986, 87. Some, I think it's 1986. The 80s recording. With uh, Sarah Brighton, I think it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. One of our Twitch users, <laughs> I said that I didn't like it, and their response was, you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty All good. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that instant feedback. Wish, it wasn't, so, wish I, it wasn't so hurtful. But I was listening to the soundtrack for Phantom of the Opera when I was... Uh, same thing. Yeah. Same... Uh, cleaning job thing that i was doing sometimes yeah. i was in a basement just throw, taking rocks from Eric the basement was working for the mob everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um but i listened to the phantom of the opera you're boring and i'm like this is so cool and then i finally watched that oh the gerard butler movie and oh. i was just like what no no i, li- I thought i liked I this i saw him sing that on like saturday night yeah. live yeah and it was the worst thing i've ever seen the... in my life and i've seen sergeant pepper's yeah. only hearts club band okay hey, sorry hey. sorry withdrawn but the the 80s recording of is very cool um, and it always made me think like there's a cool, if you could just cut out some stuff, yeah. shrink it from what it, four hours to maybe like an hour and a half, put the Muppets in it. You might oh, have a really, hey, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, there we go. I got some people. Have you, have you ever amazing. heard the other version? It's just called Phantom no. by, uh, Yeston and Coppet. It. it was, there oh. was like a Phantom of Opera of the Opera War uh. where Andrew Lloyd Webber was writing his and they were writing theirs. All oh, right. Cause it was the universal uh, monster thing. Just pretty much. Well, they right. just came out about the same time. Phantom is a musical. Uh-huh. Um, this is one that I was in when I was a teenager. Right. I did that one like 60 times, Kendra. So if you thought okay. the other one was Word. good, do you not know, have we never talked about this? Well, I mean, I we've like talked about all the, all the musicals you've been in, but I didn't know how many I did Annie Get Your you Gun did. 100 performances. Wow. And South Pacific. But anyway, I was in this Phantom. Did you get paid? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I got college credit for it, so it was wow. a pretty sweet year. Shout out to Turkeyville. Hey. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I like the other Phantom. Okay. I just, it's yeah, you're right. It's a story that doesn't do a lot for me. All right. Uh, what's one of your faves then, man? One of mine. Okay, let's go with the Goodbye Girl. So the Goodbye Girl is one that um, I just discovered in Barnes & Noble. A lot, of, a lot of my favorites, I feel like that's the way it happened. But the Goodbye Girl is, you're probably familiar with the movie, which is Richard Dreyfuss and Marsha Mason. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss won the Academy Award for playing Elliot Garfield in that. Uh, there's, and that's not, a, that's not a musical, just a straight uh, 
just movie. Mm-hmm. And it was remade with Jeff Daniels and Patricia Heaton from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, and that was fine too. But the musical right. is Bernadette Peters and Martin Short, and it's just so great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, it's, Remind me who Bernadette Peters is. I mean, she's mostly a Broadway star. I mean, but like, what has she been in? Uh, recently, like, well, she's currently doing Hello, Dolly, but... Um, Are you looking her up for me? Oh, like Annie, get your gun, um, Gypsy. Okay, okay, yeah, I recognize. Stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sure, I mean, she's in sure. some movies. Yeah, she's in The Jerk with Steve Martin. But anyway, anyway, she's in Anastasia. Anastasia. Okay. Hey, can I count that? This is a yeah. Why not? Don't yeah. This is a great musical. The the lyrics are so clever, and I mean the movie's great, and so the story is just so good. It's a Neil Simon, uh, so it's clever dialogue. The relationship's really good, and that music. This is one where start to finish, I can listen to that soundtrack and not have the urge to skip. I mean, it's re- it's really sure. good. The movie's yeah. great, music's great. I love it. That's on my bucket list of plays I'd like to do. Okay, someday. Nice. Next, me. Who's next? Uh, Kendra. Me. Um, my Fair Lady oh. is one of my all-time favorites. Do you have a favorite version? Um, I grew up watching the okay. the movie with I, Rex Harrison. I have the Julie Andrews like soundtrack or the original cast. Yeah, which I, I love. Julie I don't Andrews know if I've, that, but I don't know if I've listened to no, it. Really? But yeah, I grew up. I watched the movie when I was like seven, okay. and I just loved it. And I've you know Eric bought it for me for my birthday last year and. Um, yeah, so I just love it. It's so, it's so funny. <laughs> and, um, you know, Audrey Hepburn is of course Audrey Hepburn and yeah, yeah, and I'm fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I love the music and, uh, yeah, just one of my favorites. All right. We don't have to do this on air, but it was two birthdays ago. Oh. Well, you made the choice of, to do the, to do it on air. So two it's, birthdays it's ago, like, uh, looking at looking at Facebook here. Yeah, we let's have, see the Facebook. We have quite a few. We have a couple of votes. Well, we have a couple for Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, Jessica, a lot of people like Phantom of the Opera. Former guest Jessica says yes, she likes Phantom of the Opera. Uh, Facebook user Becca is another vote for that. Yeah. Um, let's see. Phantom's a pretty easy answer, I yeah. think, for a lot of people. Yeah, Les Mis got got quite a bit of play Whoa, here. Oh boy, could you imagine seeing that on stage, six hours of your life? So you're not it a fan would of be Lynn amazing. Mids, I, guess, I think. <laughs> uh, Lion King got a couple of votes. Yeah, I uh, need to see that. Facebook users Melanie and Susan both agree on that. Wicked you, got a couple of mentions. You haven't seen Lion King. I haven't. But you've seen Aladdin. Oh, and yes. you loved it. No. <laughs> no. Okay. That did not work at all. Okay. I didn't like it. Okay. I hated it. Keep going, though. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want me to do one of mine? Sure. I'd be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, let's see. Uh, I think that I'm going to go with Allegro. Allegro. This is my uh, yeah. Kendra and I collaborated on Allegro. Yeah. True. This is my the only Rodgers and Hammerstein that I put on the list, but I'm a big Rodgers and Hammerstein fan. Um, I like a lot of their stuff. Sound of Music, South Pacific, uh, of course, good stuff. King and I, as we mentioned, but Allegro, I like because of sort of where it sits in the canon. So you have Oklahoma, which is like a huge, 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 huge success, a very straightforward kind of show. And they're like, okay, what what are we going to follow up Oklahoma with? And they write Allegro, which is, I mean... Nobody's favorite but yours? Yeah, it was like it was a flop. Um, First Broadway show, uh, both uh, directed and choreographed by a woman. So, I mean, it was that was a... Ever? A huge, the first one. Wow. Yeah. So that was a, that was a huge deal at the time. Uh, and it, what it is, is you follow you follow a character basically from birth to his midlife crisis, and it's done in a really abstract kind of way. It's the kind of thing where if it came out today, 
uh, it would make perfect sense to me because it has a really modern uh, sort of abstract vibe to it. You can kind of, it's very open to interpretation, like how you present the show. I think there are just many different ways to do it. So um, that's why I like directing it so much because you can really, you can really, you know, put a stamp on it. Like this is the way we're going to do it. Um, and I think the music's really good. The music's good and catchy. And in fact, some of it was lifted like uh, So Far, which is the song Kendra sang, uh, got pulled out and put into other things. Like they use it in State Fair. Um, well, that character is like nowhere else in the musical. Yeah, but that's the cool thing about it. Too. But she gets this like whole big song. Yeah. yeah. You have, there's quite a few s- setups like that where you have very minor characters who get showcased and are able to do something. So it's great when you have a big, uh, diverse cast with a lot of different kind of performers because you can really, you can find a lot of pieces for it. I just think the story's good. I think the writing is really strong. I think the songs are great. Um, a lot of them, because of the way they are, they're, they're not ones that you can just kind of like pull out and just listen to by itself. It's really kind of a package deal, which yeah. I think is... There's a couple. Yeah, there are. There are. Felony's a Girl is another one that maybe Gentleman is are, a Dope. Gentleman is a Dope, sure. But overall, it's it focuses a lot on themes and there's a lot of building. Uh, so if you've never seen Allegro, uh, run out and find it. But when we did it, Rogers and Hammerstein always post current and previous productions. Ours was the only production listed on that page. So not many people are doing Allegro. But there is a full... We probably have a recording if you'd like probably. to see our there rendition. There is a full studio cast where they brought in... They brought in um, Audrey McDonald and others. I can't remember their names at the moment, but to just record the whole thing start to finish because the only other recording there ever was was one that was made in, I don't know, the 30s, 40s, uh, and it was cut down to a half hour so it could fit on a big 78 RPM record, the big giant heavy one, so it could only be like 29 minutes. So the first ever came out with Patrick Wilson as the lead. So I love Allegro. That's a great recording, and that's one that includes some dialogue so you can really listen to it and get a sense of the story. That's it. And what a sense that was. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Take the mic. How I many? See, I see a picture here that we're going to be unhappy with. Oh, okay. All right. So I want to talk about Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Yep. Uh, Listen. That's why he wanted to do this. Listen, oh, I don't know. I don't know on. what the heck is wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong. What what wires in my brain are misconnected. I, it, it feels like God made a mistake in my head. Huh. That, that this is happening because I know objectively when I listen to this this full CD from start to finish that I'm listening to something that is objectively bad. Yes, you sure are. Yet, I, I freaking love it. Yeah. And I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't but either, man. I, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's bad. And the, the music isn't like super catchy, though I can remember it. I could sing it to you right now. But pass. What the lyrics get, the hard pass. they... <laughs> They go in a way that I can see why people don't like it. It's very melodramatic. Mm-hmm. Like, very melodramatic. You know what I think the other thing about it, too, is Here that it just sucks so <laughs> bad. So, <laughs> so Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. It's, it's terrible. It's very d- melodramatic. Grating. But whereas Sam Raimi made the melodrama kind of, like, heart-wrenching or endearing. Well, he leaned into it. Like, he owned it. He, he leaned into it. And I think the melodrama's there but the style, like Bono's style isn't there. But when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, yeah, this is, Spider-Man just is very big and dumb about everything. He's like, oh no, everything's the worst, even though it could be really easy. Yeah. But it's in the, it's in the song. I mean, from what I've heard of the musical, Uh and again, it's a terrible, terrible musical. No. um, They take it. It's bad. There you go. They take it so seriously though. I I think you're right. I think really that is it. If there was any kind of like a wink about it, but no, Mm -hmm. there isn't. So anyway, I really like the opening song about uh, 
the, the, the boy bees. falling from the sky. Oh. I like that one. Okay. Uh, th- there's something in there. It's just like Peter. I I don't know the. Reeve Carvey, who does the recording for Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark, he he puts a lot of uh, a lot of like heart into it, and whether or not you find quality to me, it, it's almost also like an audiobook version, a musical audiobook of like the first two uh, Sam Raimi yeah. films. Yeah, uh, it has that kind of uh, a sense. There's there have been times I've listened to it, and Mary Jane has had a solo, and it actually gets like my eyes watery because like I I just connect it to those movies so well okay also i don't think uh that song about green goblin and how he has to work for the government is a bad song i think it's fun the one where like one two hut and all that other stuff okay yeah i i like uh i like the song uh rise above okay that's the only good song i like uh freak like me needs company when they're singing about how all the freaks and weirdos are in new york city tonight okay that's a fun one nice so i don't like anyway i like the song i don't like it has been in, in a car with us separately yeah, yeah. and made us listen to yeah. it it was a hostage situation yeah it really was separately he did this to us yeah. and we both were like this is bad yeah it's it's like super suns all over again <laughs> I, don't, I guess listen spider-man turn off the dark sometimes it's fun sometimes it's funny i think you have to be the right kind of person to like yeah. this musical and i do i'm glad i got it i'm glad you like it man. so i'm glad it brings I, you joy i don't think i ever want to see it you know what i do i want i wish if they brought it back to broadway i'd go see it live yeah maybe it's your destiny no to one would ever back. no one would ever insure that show so i don't think it's coming back yeah uh, <laughs> i do like it's a bird it's a plane it's superman see that might be the problem because spider-man turn off the dark is a lot less racist than superman well, there is uh, that and it's so definitely you a, might miss some, that element there are some <laughs> insensitivities in that show yeah certainly. <laughs> Uh, it's written by Adams and Strauss, who wrote like Bye Bye Birdie. Sure. Which is, you know what? Let's talk about Bye Bye Birdie. Bye Bye Birdie. This is one of my all-time favorite shows. This is, I mean, I've always been a big Dick Van Dyke fan from uh, the Dick Van Dyke show originally. Bye Bye Birdie is, I mean, it's an Elvis spoof. It's 60s. The music's great. It's I just hacked. Because of Bye Bye Birdie? No. no go on. Okay. Go on. Uh, you know, it's We're got not that... attacking you. Yeah, it's got that... It, anyway, Bye Bye Birdie has this Elvis spoof thing about it. I mean, it's got the, this cool 60s vibe. You do the music is just boost. fun. Uh, it's the, so funny. Yeah, too. it is. It's hilarious. The movie doesn't quite... The movie changes a lot and doesn't really capture it. Dick Van Dyke is still good in it. And I think Anne Margaret is a... I get why they chose Anne Margaret, but she's weird uh, in that role. Uh, so the movie's not a very good example. There is a, a version with Jason Alexander and Vanessa Williams uh, that's a TV movie that follows the play like exactly, but it's so miscast that it's hard to really enjoy that. But Bye Bye Birdie is tons of fun. I've done that show twice. Same role. Uh, so yes, I, I'm definitely thumbs up for Bye Bye Birdie. And you know how I love weird sequels? Well, there's a sequel called Bring Back Birdie. Is there really? Yes, there is. And the whole thing is the Grammys want Conrad Birdie to come out of retirement and perform. And so they go find Albert, who's just teaching English somewhere, and say, like, you have to get Conrad Birdie to come back. So it's not very good. And hilarity It's ensues. not very good. Uh, but it's still, it's still fun to revisit the characters. I think what you're trying to how you're trying to describe bye bye birdie yeah is it sucks. Huh. Like, it's just objectively okay. bad. No, I'm trying to do a bit. Yeah. Back. Oh, that's good. Look oh at him. Oh, you hey, man. Him. I didn't kill him. If I you like Spider-Man, turn off the dark, then it has value. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Um, so the sequel. And you have you did you ever see the uh, Phantom Love Never Dies? Have you no. Seen, okay, so you can't compare it to like weird Broadway sequels. No, I, I haven't okay. seen Annie Warbucks yeah. either. So. All right. Last last thing. Any of us see Cats? Because I've never seen Cats. I've never seen Cats. 
No? I've not either. No? Oh, well, there you go. We can't talk about like the most popular Broadway musical that's ever I guess existed. Not. I guess Cats. we can't. All right. We got to wrap up. Sure. Okay. So, well, thank Nick you. Nick also wanted to say Promises, Promises. I do love Promises, Promises. Another, it's a Neil Simon adaptation yeah. of The Apartment, the movie The Apartment. Oh, I like yeah. The Apartment. Burt Bacharach music. Great. Hmm. Uh, but yes. Uh, so thank you to all of our listeners who responded on uh, Twitch and Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. Sorry that we couldn't get to everything. Uh, that, that you said we we always like to hear feedback and remember you can always find us at all the book show on twitter uh wellsville at stls.org for our email address facebook david a hub public library and remember to like and review and rate and share us yeah on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts yeah uh thanks kendra for joining us wow thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs> all right let's quickly talk some library news okay uh, i can tell you that the book clubs are we're currently wrapping up high fidelity and we're going to start uh, let's see what our patron pick is. It is uh, chosen by Jude Rysick, and it is Blue Heaven by C.J. Box. C.J. Box is the most so popular we're author. Be doing, uh, he's a very popular author. In the world. Author. So we're going to be doing Blue Heaven by mm. C.J. Box as part of our patron picks book club. Almost Blue Heaven. Eric and I are doing Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist on the 24th, yep. and then we're doing Tess Gerritsen's Playing with Fire yeah. on August 1st at 3.30. Right. Uh, we've got Yoga on oh, the t- right. on the Terrace. Those That's on Mondays. Tuesdays on the Terrace, every Tuesday lunch. Yeah. Uh, music on the lawn every Thursday night. Woo. Lots of ways to uh, have fun at the library right now. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Uh, let's see. Uh, Arcade Tuesdays, every Tuesdays, uh, every Tuesdays. Ha! I'm a mess. Uh, three, mm-hmm. <laughs> one to three on Tuesdays. Uh, these are This is for eight and up uh, for kids. Uh, it's pretty fun. I'm the only one playing the Stepmania DDR game, but whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I'll do that. Most of them are just happy to play Mario Kart and Minecraft. <laughs> Uh, but the basketball. Anyway, uh, Wednesday is Teen Anime Club. Uh, Teen Anime Club is going for the rest of summer reading program, and then it's going to get a little bit of a rebranding, Ooh. a little bit of refurbished nice to it. So shiny uh, coat of paint on Teen. So anime for the Club. next three weeks, we still have Teen Anime Club, five thirty to seven thirty. Thursday, we're doing uh, Mod Podge tea lights. Oh we're yeah. Take old music note paper mm-hmm. and put them on tea lights. Look real nice. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Those do turn out well. We did that for an adult craft class a few years back. Yeah. Friday in the auditorium at three thirty, our teen matinee was showing Disney Channel's original film, Zombies. Fans demanded it. Yes. So. Fans are like, more zombies, more music. Yep. So it's a musical. So we have the soundtrack in the library and the movie. Okay. So we'll be showing that. And then the week after that, I believe, is Rampage. Ooh. So we're going from TVG With the Rock to TV The Rock. Movie I think it's PG thirteen. Yeah. PG it's yes, it it's literally PG thirteen. Yeah. But I think The Rock and his contracts requires that you say it's PG The Rock. PG The Rock. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. That makes so, sense. So um actually the that's we've only got three movies left. Zombies, Rampage, and then Ready Player One. Cool. So that's right. That's only three. This is the halfway point of the summer reading program. That's exciting. So, what's going on with the adult summer reading program? I mentioned it. The the yoga. We have craft classes well, that are pretty regularly. Uh, the end prize is going to be a Nook tablet from right. Barnes and Noble. We're giving away uh, uh, Wellsville Chamber of Commerce gift certificates every week. Nice. And we're doing some other. We're going to raffle off some Wendy Corsi yeah. Staub books. So, Woo! if you want to come to that and get a, a signed book, we'll have yeah. a few freebies to give away. So, and like Nick mentioned, in the future, we got a few author. Yeah, we'll be speaking with uh, Rachel Cohn, author of Nick. Nora's Infinite Playlist, among many other things. Tess Garretson. Not uh, an author, but a close friend of uh, Nick. Yeah, my old buddy. We'll be, we'll my be doing a Timothy Zahn episode. we swing by and talk Timothy Zahn as a yeah. new Star Wars book comes out. Uh, so a lot of fun-filled things here yeah. at the All the Book Show. Yeah. So our thanks again to Kendra for joining us. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening and our Twitch users for watching. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.